I'm Mo Amir, a basic bro podcaster who loves yoga, kombucha, politics, and stand-up comedy. And I'm Megan Edwards, a radio announcer, author, and entertainment reporter who has a strong opinion about, well, about almost everything. We connected after both appearing on a reality TV dating show where neither of our dates worked out because, well... Let's be honest, we didn't have our shit together. But here we are, offering you life lessons that we learned the hard way. This is... Get your shit together with Megan Edwards and Mo Amir. Two people who do not have their shit together. My name is Mo Amir. And I'm Megan Edwards. And it's a new year. Happy Woo! New Year. Happy New Year. Can we still say that? Uh, yes. All of January. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I'll make sure we release this episode before the end of January. Okay, good idea. Good idea. Are you getting your shit together this year? Oh, it's been a struggle. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm really trying my best. Uh, especially because, you know, as we talked about before, 2020 is a write-off. Um, but I did write my resolutions like I usually do. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even call them resolutions. I call them goals. My 2021 goals. And my real focus this year is making money. <laughs> because I feel like, you know, I'm freelance in my industry, entertainment, radio, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I haven't made a lot of money. And I'm like, you know what? 34 years old, it's time that I actually, you know, start making money. I did. I worked on my dream for so many years and I've done a lot in it. And I still mm. want to do it. But money is my primary focus. Have you said how you're going to make money or is the goal just like, yeah, I'm just going to go strip, um, <laughs> do porn. No, no. <laughs> um, I'm yes, kind of. Um, I've been looking into various different things that are on the, that are not on the radio side at all. Actually, mm -hmm. I've been looking a lot into like investing a little bit in Ethereum, like cryptocurrency mm. and Amazon. Um, Amazon is a huge uh, way to make money. You got to put a lot of work into it and some money into right. it as well. But it actually can be pretty lucrative. Okay. Um, I've been looking at that. I actually took a course last year uh, while the pandemic was on. It was supposed to be a face-to-face -face, like kind of course, but then of course, you know, it couldn't be. So we did Zoom week, uh, meetings all the time. And so I've learned a lot about it. So you're looking for like side hustles. Side hustles that really can make a lot of money. Right. Uh, the guy actually is here in Vancouver That's that did the course. Yeah. And he's made a lot of money. Yeah. Is this like one of those cults like Nexium or Landmark? <laughs> no. How many tattoos do they make you We get? don't get any sashes or anything like that. We don't get branded. Um, it's, yeah. You're it's, just in phase one right now. Maybe by the time. Yeah, you, you never know. Three. Yeah. In a year from now, Amazon like branding on me. Okay. So making money, anything else on your list? Um, I just really want to um, continue on where I've been going with my mental health, as we've talked about before. Right. I feel actually pretty good and I feel like I've been doing a good job and I feel like a much more level-headed person, um, you know, depending on the situation, of course. <laughs> well, I Don't love, piss me off. I love New Year's. I love New Year's Eve. I love yes. New Year's resolutions. Okay. What are yours? Well, so my resolution this year is just one. I just have one. Okay. I mean, putting in the groundwork on this. Okay. Got that Peloton. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's to get back into shape. Yes. So I've been eating clean for most of the year so far. Okay. I had a couple cheats. I stuck in a piece of carrot cake. I don't know why I was like craving Mo, it so much. What were you thinking? <laughs> I did not guilt myself. It was totally <laughs> worth it. But yeah, I, I'm eating clean. I got an air fryer, so I'm batch cooking again. Nice. Yeah. And you did you say you have your Peloton? 
bike? Yeah. Oh, so you're on that? I'm on every that. Day? Ooh, hopefully every day. Working okay. on that. Mostly every day. You don't yeah. need to work out every day. No, no, no. I mean, I would like to get in some Peloton every day, but, you know, sometimes you don't want to. And sometimes if you don't, if you make it not fun anymore, you're not going to do it. That's yeah. why you have to have the carrot cake sometimes. <laughs> Seriously. Like, if you don't, if you're only eating, like, tilapia and spinach. I'm literally eating spinach or kale. Yeah. One of those bases. Mm-hmm. A couple other veggies. Okay. And chicken breast. Every day? Sometimes salmon filet. Oh, my God. Every how, day. How do you? I don't, I couldn't do it. I don't think. That's uh, okay. Is you, get into, you get into routine. I can make a pretty good Atlantic salmon. Not not sockeye salmon. Atlantic, East Coast baby. They require different cooking methods? Well, they're just different types of fish. Like mm. um, Atlantic salmon is a lot more oily. And in my opinion, it's more tasty. Um, the West Coast kind of like sockeye salmon is dry, drier. Right. It is still nice. People I think can we make mostly really get Atlantic salmon, right? I think that's... It's, it's, it's a- harder to find Atlantic salmon. Oh, it's here. harder? Yeah. Oh, okay. I found it. I know nothing about salmon. I I am a salmon connoisseur. (laughs) I love it. When I make my chicken breast or salmon fillets, I'm putting minimal ingredients. Me too. It's fine. Me too. All I do when I cook my salmon is I spray, not spray, I squeeze um, uh, lemon on it. And then I put some salt that I actually got from Cornwall, England. And it's like seaweed and salt from the ocean and a little bit of citrusy kind of flavor in there as well. It's amazing. You didn't get into the pink Himalayan salt? I used to do that as well, but then I, my mom brought me back this specific salt from Cornwall. I was like, this is a game changer. (laughs) So good. Okay. So salmon fillets and making money (laughs) aside, do you have any lessons that you've learned around New Year's resolutions or how to be successful or maybe how to screw them up? Um, I mean, like, a few years ago, I used to write page after page after page after page of all these things I wanted to do. Mm. And I've really kind of narrowed it down. I think it's better just to have a couple of things that you want to do. I mean, obviously, I have the regular things like, yeah, I want to be in shape. I want to continue to eat healthy. I want to drink less alcohol, that sort of thing. Those are kind of a given. But I've decided that every year I'm just going to try and make like two or three main goals because yeah. I think that is more focused. attainable. Yes. And I can focus. And I've learned that in general in my life because you know me, like I have so much stuff going on all the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I found I can't focus and it's overwhelming and I'm not putting as much as I should be into each project. So narrowing down. You know, what's interesting about that. They say that like on a shorter time period, like let's say a month or even a year, yeah, you overestimate what you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a longer time period, like a decade, you actually underestimate what you can accomplish. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Especially if it's like a huge project and you're like, there's no way I can do this in 12 years, but you probably could. Does that make sense? I think so. It, to a certain degree, like you just think about progression you've made in 10 years, like you've probably changed a lot as a person. Oh, yeah. But at that time, in your 20s, you probably never thought about, oh, in 10 years, I'm going to be so far ahead or I'm going to be you know, doing this. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to be on like much music as a VJ. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, like way, like 10 years ago. Well, yeah. And I guess part of it is also, and so this actually ties in with my lesson. Okay. I, like I said, I love New Year's resolutions. I've been very successful at them. Aside from 2020, because fuck 2020. Right off. (laughs) Don't even worry about it. But my lesson and what I've learned is that you take a big goal Mm -hmm. and you work backwards. You work backwards on Mm. the steps. Okay. Right? 
so I've written, I mean, it didn't get published, but I've written a novel. I've lost 50 pounds in a year. What? I've done 365 yoga classes in a year. Really? Yeah. The, and these were all New Year's resolutions that I set out. Every day you did a yoga Technically class. not every day because I would have to double up some days or right. know, missed a week or whatever, but I would make up for it oh and make sure I did 365. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so- like 365 is a very daunting number, right? Yeah. So what you do is you work backwards and go, okay, what are the steps to, to be able to do that? Right. And then you work on literally the first step, which is like, do the first class, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Easy peas. And so when you take a bigger goal, you break it up, you chop it up into smaller goals. Right. Just focus on the most immediate thing that you have to do next. And don't right. worry about like that big mountain you have to climb. Yes. Just worry about the step ahead of you. That can be something that I do a lot. So occasionally I'll pro procrastinate in something because I'm just like, this is so daunting to me. I do not know how I'm going to get to the top. I always forget to start at the bottom, like you're saying. That's, That's how I advice. used to be. And yeah. I used to be paralyzed with that, like, I have too much going on, so I'm actually, I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've definitely caught myself. <laughs> I've, I've gotten into trouble doing that where I just like, oh my God, there's so much. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm just going to go to bed or watch Netflix or right. whatever. But I learned that you just got to breathe first. Yes. <laughs> and then look at the very first step that you need to do. Yeah. And once you finish that, then you look at the next thing. And don't, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Right. Because if it, a year goes by and you haven't done anything, you'll be like, how far could I have come if I had just started a year ago? Yeah. You that's know? And that's literally with everything, whether yeah. it is eating healthy or working out or writing a book or, you know, trying to make money or trying to get a side hustle off the ground. Yeah. It's like you just have to any big goal. It's about chipping away at it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and some days you're chipping and chipping and chipping and nothing happens. And that's OK. Yeah. But you put but that work still counts. Right. Absolutely. So it's almost like this weird hallmark thing where it's like it's not about the destination. It's <laughs> about the journey. But I think it rings true. Absolutely. And yeah. then, uh, people a lot of the time will be like, wow, you're so successful. How did this happen? You've done so much. You're like, yes, I have worked for a long time to do this. It doesn't just happen overnight like that. Yeah. But most people do not want to start like we're talking about. Starting's the big one. And then I think keeping that momentum up. I mean, we're three weeks into January and this is why I wanted to have that conversation because usually by this time, most people have already given up on their resolution. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so how do you stay motivated on a big goal? Um, I mean, I just have this drive, especially with my career and stuff like that, that it's literally like... If there is one day where I don't work on it, I just get this sense of urgency. Like, you, come on, get up, do it. I can't explain it. It's something that is so strong within me. It's mm. always been like that. And it's, it just pushes, pushes, pushes. It's been a little lackluster with the whole mental health thing. But for the most part, I just... I. I have to. Yeah. I can't live what I would what I would call a meaningless life. Like I want right. to make sure my life is exactly what I want and I do the things that I've always dreamed of. So mm -hmm. it's just that drive. So I used to guilt myself, which is not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> because what would happen is I think when you add that amount of stress or pressure or guilt it's very easy to like boomerang the other way. Right. And so in the past, if I had eaten that slice of carrot cake 
I would have just written off like the rest of the day and be yeah. like, fuck it, I'm ordering a pizza and yeah. I'm, you know. But in, in giving myself a little more compassion, it's like, yeah, I had that piece of carrot cake, you know, I was craving, I, whatever. You ate it. Whatever. But you know what? For dinner, I'm back to the chicken and kale or yeah. whatever, right? Like, I'm not going to completely abandon the project. That's good. I've heard a lot of people do that too, that are watching what they eat. Uh, they write the day off as soon as they have one bad thing. And yeah. you can't, that's not realistic to no. just eat. It's your so weird, and kale though, all the time. right? Because it's like you would think by adding guilt, you would actually be more strict. And then it's like, no. <laughs> Self sabotage. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. It's all in your head. So the, the motivation piece I find is a tough one. And, and again, it, we're all human. And like I said, even for me for 2020, yeah, I totally gave up on my goals. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, I just, I mean, it was a unique year for sure, but it, it happens to the best of us even in normal circumstances to keep that motivation up. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm dying right now to just travel. I want There's so many places I want to go. <laughs> That's been on my bucket list for a long time too. And, and my goal is for every year to travel and see the world and maybe do a travel show or something like that. And that's just mm. not something I'm probably going to be able to do in 2021. I highly doubt it. Yeah. Um, so that one, you know, takes a back burner and that's fine for now. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to work on my other goals for sure. Yeah. Make it happen. Make some money. So then in 2022, <laughs> I can go wherever I want. Where are you going to go first? Well, I was supposed to go to Greece in 2020. Mm. Uh, in, I was supposed to go to Halifax, where I'm from, uh, then England, then Greece. Um, and obviously that was shot to shit. Yeah. So I'd like to go there first because I was supposed to go with a good friend of mine. And then I just, I'll go anywhere. Honestly, I just will go anywhere. I'll go to freaking Seattle. I don't care. Like, I do got to hit up that Trader Joe's. Oh my God, I yeah, miss Trader Joe's. I miss it so much. It's just, I'm really, last March, I was like, you know what? I never chill out. This is kind of nice that we can just like do less right now because mm -hmm. we couldn't do anything. But now I'm like, okay, cool. That was fun. Time, I just really want to go somewhere. And that's... I mean, not just talking about traveling, but that's actually where I'm getting a lot of motivation. I think I was, you know, up and down. And I'm sure that even this year, because we won't get vaccinated until later in the summer, mm. but I'm just feeling more motivated where I'm like, all right, that year's done. Mm -hmm. Let's just move on. Let's get things going. Yeah. And, you know, I had, a, I had a good year in a lot of ways in 2020, but just for other stuff with regards to health or having a, the type of lifestyle or balance that I want. I'm just so much more motivated to be like, all right, that was that year sucked, yeah. but I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to yeah. do things again. Do you think too that things felt a little bit more positive? Not to get political here, um, with the whole <laughs> Biden um, swearing in ceremony. <laughs> oh man, it would have been so 2020 if Trump had won. <laughs> I know, right? I, honestly, I felt I don't know why I felt like something lift. Uh, this bad energy or something lift when inauguration day. Yeah, happened. and it's it's a good. Th I mean, it, we're. I don't even know how political it is. It's so much more cultural too. Like it yeah. does feel good that he's he's gone. Yeah, but there's still a lot of issues in the United States in the culture in general oh, that, totally. that need working on. So my worry is always being like, yeah, we can celebrate the Trump is gone, but also. <laughs> Let's not pretend that racism is cured now. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Racism, sexism, all the issues there in yeah. general. Like, it just feels like, and we're not American, so, you know, whatever. But it feels like there's somebody in there that's going to make those changes now. And not just perform on a 
you know, and not even stage. And, and again, people can have differences of opinion, but it's like at least he won't inflame or enable like the worst of society. Yes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, which is like you never thought about that before, but it's like that is a bare minimum of like, yeah. Please don't <laughs> empower violence and, and racists and yeah. sexists and everyone yeah. else. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that's definitely a, a weight that's been lifted. And that honestly is some optimism that I think we all started the year with. I think seeing that inauguration, yeah. even if you don't follow politics, th- there was so much emotion and power, the poet that they had there, mm-hmm. even Lady Gaga singing the national anthem. Like mm-hmm. you could just feel the positivity, the positivity yeah. of starting this year. And there, and again, we're the not out of black a vice president too. Sorry. Absolutely. But I was just going to say, you know, we're not out of a pandemic. There are unfortunately right. still people dying. It's still spreading, but it did kind of start off that year with, with a little more motivation. So absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel good about 2021. Is this the year we get our shit together? Is yeah. This it? <laughs> no, kind of. I don't know. There's some other things we need to discuss later on. We'll see. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> this could be that year. I would urge anyone not to guilt themselves over what happened in 2020. It was a, it was a tough one. And yes. just, you know, like I said, with those resolutions or eating the carrot cake. Yeah. Just move forward, man. Keep going. You can it's do, if good. you did 2020, you can keep going. <laughs> you can do 2021. Like, we all can. We've been through the worst. Just as we wrap up this session, what did you learn most from 2020? Like if there was a takeaway for you, what was your big lesson? Um, to put my family first. And I know that sounds obvious, but I've always been kind of a workaholic. And so I've been like, oh, I can't see you guys. I have to work. Oh, sorry, I can't. I got to work. And now I'm like, you know what? No, like work doesn't come before my family anymore. Like I'll make it... You never know when somebody is going to, you know, get sick possibly and pass away or have an accident or whatever. So I actually... Side note, my great grandmother in England got COVID. Oh, snap. Um, she's 99 years old and she's better now. Oh, that's good to know. I know, right? Yeah. I was like, she I if there is one woman that is gonna kill COVID, <laughs> it is my Nana Constance Evans. I love that. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting though that like by depriving yourself of like all social life, then you realize like what the important part is yeah you know what i mean it is kind of crazy absolutely and i thought the people who are there um there for me and want me to do the best in my life are my family and uh i'm not putting a job any job before them yeah what about you i realized and i don't think it's i'm not guilting myself but I realized that I exhibit toxic positivity. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying yes, you do. I haven't really noticed it, but okay. I'm just naturally a talk, to- uh, not toxic person. <laughs> I'm naturally toxic. I'm terrible. No, I'm naturally positive. Yes. And that's a West Coast thing, I think. That's just, well, that's just who I am. Yeah. I don't think I can, I'm suppressing emotions. I think I'm actually quite open and sensitive to my own emotions and to others. But. What I realized was that when people are going through things, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear the silver linings or they don't yeah, want to no. hear, you know. They want to hear like, wow, that's tough. Yeah. that's I'm really sorry you're going through that. Absolutely. You know? And I think for me, 
I wasn't trying to shut anyone up or deny anyone their emotion, but I was would just always try to be like, oh, well, at least out of this, you could do this, or at least we can be gra- grateful for this and have gratitude for that. I fucking hate when people do that. That was me. <laughs> I was that guy. I, you've never done that to me, but I hate when people do that. I think it was actually something that I was working on throughout the year. Right. Weirdly enough. And I would catch myself. And it was mostly for others. Because like I said, I don't think I'm necessarily suppressing anything. But I think I always put a positive spin on things for myself. That's how I work. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily appropriate for everyone at every opportunity. Mm -hmm. And even for myself during the pandemic, you know, I just came to accept that, yeah, some things suck. Totally. It's fine. Yeah. And that's healthy to think that they suck. I mean, those things, and people get really confused. I had friends, (laughs) I had some bros that uh, were making fun of me about this, and they were like, oh, what? Positivity is canceled now? (laughs) That's politically incorrect. And I'm like, no, no, no. It just means like just to be more authentic and to actually be more empathetic. Yeah, and I find sometimes when people are like, well, you know, oh, you're sad. Well, at least you're not dead. Like, you know, yeah. those kind of things. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I, it's almost like they don't want to, for me, this is what I thought. They don't want to face the toughness mm-hmm. of the situation or the emotions of the situation. So, okay, well, at least you don't have that. Like, no, this hurts. And I want you to acknowledge that it hurts me. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people want. I know for me, and my that's life, a, that I think is on the extreme end of toxic positivity where it's like, you don't even want to talk about anything negative. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think I had mild toxic positivity, but I yeah. still understood that that could be hurtful, even though mm. I didn't mean to suppress anyone or. Yeah invalidate someone's emotions. Right. So it's just something that I've been kind of catching myself on and and kind of spreading that word that some people just need to be validated, you know? Absolutely. Have have somebody understand you. That's what I always uh think is important for me. Mm-hmm. Is if someone says, "Wow, I I understand your feelings or I get where you're coming from." Or even, "You know what? I don't actually agree with you, but I I I acknowledge what you're saying." That's yeah. a great one. It I goes love that. It goes a long way. It does. It really and that does. can actually be more comforting than having someone tell you, oh, it's, <laughs> this is for the best. <laughs> or <laughs> smile. You got a frown on your face. Oh, my God. Were you getting that even with a mask on? <laughs> the smile part? Yeah. No, I, I got, I've gotten that like for years in my life because I have a resting bitch face. But- doesn't mean I'm not happy. Like I know, I you know. know I'm I, just asking, like, we're because I know that happens. Even strangers will say that, right? Yeah. So it's oh like, yeah. People say it to women a lot because they. But like with scared. the mask culture. No, does no that one's... still happen. It's like you're not smiling with your eyes. <laughs> what's what's wrong? To be honest, I feel like I smile more than I used to. So um, really, yes, because I've noticed that people. Sometimes I am feeling very happy, and it just doesn't show on my face, mm. and so I've realize that and learn from what people have told me so i do try and make it visible on my face i'm exhausted are you being toxically positive right now (laughs) i'm smiling because Uh, people want me to smile (laughs) i mean if i don't want to smile i won't smile but you know in certain situations where i actually am happy i forget to portray that i don't know because i sometimes can be kind of um i don't know closed off with my emotions at times sure you know yeah protection kind of thing so next time we're in here, 
Mm-hmm. You bring your bank account statements. Mm-hmm. I'll bring my waist measurement. We'll we'll see how we're doing on our on our New Year's resolutions. Okay. <laughs> I'll try and remember that. We don't have to go that specific. <laughs> but it was good to see you and good yeah. luck on your New Year's resolution. Thanks, you too. This is great. And in case you forgot, I am Mo Amir. And I'm Megan Edwards. And you can take it from us. You can learn the hard way. Or you can get your shit together. 